Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts and I believe that we all have a purpose and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to People with Purpose. Here's another TNT, uh, about eight leadership skills, competencies uh, that you need to learn and refine and develop and improve on if you want to lead uh, either yourself or a team uh, to enable your purpose or the purpose of your organization to be fulfilled. So look, we're in an uh, increasingly complicated world. Uh, the landscape out there is evolving and changing faster than it ever has done at any point in history. I think it was uh, Bill Gates that said, as we head into the next century, leaders will be those who empower others. And he said this uh, back in the early 90s, I believe. So empowerment is becoming increasingly important. Leaders are shifting from moving from the traditional command and control style of leadership into empowered leadership. And they're doing that because of a couple of reasons. One, things are changing so quickly. The pace of change is being accelerated by technology, by the speed with which information flows, uh, the metaverse. Um, all forms of media are becoming uh, decentralized. It's very easy now for uh, everyone to become a kind of pocketbook expert on lots of different topics. And also, when it comes down to people who are being uh, poorly led, they have choices and options and they can vote with their feet far easier than they used to be able to. It's uh, something I've said before, which is that it costs around 50 grand, between 25 and 50 grand, every time somebody leaves a team. That's to replace them. Uh, that's to uh, bring somebody in with the skills needed to do the job. That's to uh, the time it takes to train them, the cost it takes to train them, the potential risk of uh, lost customers. Also, the potential risk of, of losing other team members as well, because when somebody leaves, it puts pressure on everybody else. And right now, there's this thing called the Great Resignation, which is, uh, uh, which is, which is happening. Lots of people are thinking about moving from one employer to another, just because of everything that's happened the last couple of years. People are thinking, uh, you know, what's important for me in my life? So about 40-odd uh, percent of people apparently at the moment are, are looking at changing jobs. More than three quarters of those are doing so because they are uh, disengaged with their current employer, with their current thing. So if you're not a good leader, then you're running the risk of neglecting people who work with you. And people are mobile. People can make decisions People will, and people will vote with their feet. So being a good leader is becoming increasingly important and being a leader that empowers others that's becoming increasingly important as well 
So charisma, strength of character, command and control, they're all tools, if you like, that were the primary tools of the leader before the turn of the century. Now there are different tools that are needed. And there are eight key leadership competencies, which uh, I'm going to run through now. So the first one of these is creating vision. A leader creates vision. A leader works to a a longer-term horizon. A leader is able to articulate a vision for the future and build a strategy to bring that vision into reality. Leaders also have a strong set of values, so they know what's important in terms of how that strategy is going to be delivered. And they're able to select people to either join or stay on their team who share those values. So characteristic number one of a a good leader is the ability to create vision. Number two is motivation. How do you do on motivating others? Are you the kind of person that people want to follow? Motivating others is about understanding them and their needs, reading up a little bit on Maslow and seeing how their needs are being met by the things that they're being asked to do. How motivated are people by empowerment? How much guidance do they need? It's tailored to the individual. So have you created a plan for each person in your team to support them to develop what it is they need to be led by you? What do they need to develop their knowledge, their skills? What are the competences they need in order to do the job they're doing now, but also the role they aspire to do? So number one, can you create vision? Number two, can you motivate people? Number three, can you align the team? So you've got an individual plan for each person in the team. But how well do you as a leader bring those people together and motivate them as individuals to work together to all pull in the same direction? Alignment of the team is is crucial. Number four, are you a role model? What behaviours do you role model? How do you show up each day? And do you live the example that you want to see other people being, doing, producing? How do you manage your time? How do you focus on priorities? How do you handle relationships with other people and with customers? How do you work under pressure? What sort of leakage do people see from you? Do people get consistency from you? The behaviours you exhibit will be copied and emulated by people that respect you. So you need to role model the way. So number one, create vision. Number two, motivate people. Number three, align the team. Number four, be a great role model. Number five, it's all about communication. How well do you communicate with your people? One-to-one, one-to-many? Is it 360? Are you a listener? Do you listen actively? Do you check when you're working with a team? to make sure that everyone feels as though they've been heard. When it comes down to it, as a leader, you can't always get to consensus. You sometimes need to make the decision. And not everyone will necessarily agree with that decision. But if everyone feels as though they've been heard, then they'll come with you. How often do you brief people about what's going on? How often do you give people the opportunity to to give you feedback? How effectively are you communicating the vision that you've put together. Effective communication is a crucial leadership tool. Number six, are you an agent for change? How do you manage change? How do you lead change? Are you proactive 
with continuous improvement? Do you make sure that you've got the information that you need to make decisions about changes that need to be made and that you're capturing that on an ongoing basis? So you can use that information, that data, and play that into how things could be improved and use that as a force for good. Being an agent for change is not just coming up with ideas and then swanning off to let everybody else deal with the chaos that you've created. It's also about following it through. It's about making sure you're keeping in touch with the change as it's happening. And then after it's been implemented, to make sure that it's bedded in. A true agent for change makes sure the change sticks. And then when things go wrong, how do you respond? Number seven is leadership in crisis. Now, crisis is a continuum from really, really big crisis, really big crisis to a day-to-day incident. But how well do you manage that? How well do you, I don't like the word cope. It's not a word that I like to use in my, in my vocabulary, but are you a coper or are you somebody who can clearly see that there is a problem, a challenge, a crisis emerging? anticipate it, protect the downside risk. And then when something bubbles up, that's going to cause you a problem. How do you lead the team to resolve it? Do you get in there under the bonnet? And if you do that, do you spend too long under the bonnet? So you look up and all of a sudden the world's changed? Or do you delegate how that crisis is handled and keep that pulse of communication going with the team? What's your speed of response, speed of reaction, speed of decision-making? How comfortable are you taking a calculated risk, both to prevent a crisis and to resolve one? So that's number seven is how you are in a crisis, action in crisis. And then number eight could easily have been number one. It's emotional intelligence. So a leader has to have very strong emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence starts with self-awareness. It starts with understanding your strengths and weaknesses, your natural orientations, how well you control your emotions or your your mastery of your emotions. Recognize when you get triggered and what by and who by. (laughs) So you know that your emotional intelligence is always in a state of calm, in a state of certainty and consistency. So you're able to, one, keep your cool under any circumstances and two so you're able then to take the right approach to light a flame in your team and your team members by giving them what they need from you so they can be yeah fired up and ready to go and to make your business successful or if it's not a business whatever your team is trying to do to achieve your goals so these are eight leadership attributes competencies. And if you can reflect on how you would score yourself or rate yourself against each of these competencies, then that will help you to build some self-awareness of your own ability as a leader. That will also help you to identify where perhaps you might need to take a different approach. You might need to get some coaching in a specific area, find a mentor to help you with something specific. So for example, in my scenario, I'm quite sociable, I'm quite uh, easily distracted and potentially my, my situation is I get excited. So in the example of emotional intelligence, if I'm aware that I get really excited about things and enthusiastic and very optimistic, 
then potentially I can dash off into making a decision uh, and take more risk perhaps with investments or a decision that takes the, takes the company or organisation down in a certain direction. When if I've perhaps paused, collected some more data, some facts to test the hypothesis, then I might have made a different decision. Because I know that I'm prone to being optimistic. I'm a West Ham fan, after all. Then uh, I know that I need someone in my team who's good on the numbers, good on the data, good on the detail. Somebody who will also think about the, the risks and somebody who can do that in a way which will alert me to those risks without necessarily dampening my enthusiasm too much. So that's an example of having a good understanding of your own emotional intelligence can actually help you to align the team so that potentially you can either avoid a crisis or take fast action in a crisis because you as a leader have got the right people around you to work as a team to make things happen. So the eight leadership attributes, just run through those again. So one, creating vision. Two, motivating people. Three, aligning those individuals into a team. Four, be a great communicator. Five, be a role model. Six, be an agent for change. Seven, take action in crisis or to prevent crisis. And eight, that's all underpinned by number eight, which is your emotional intelligence. So there's eight leadership attributes. If you can score yourself against those attributes out of 10, then it will tell you where perhaps you need to focus a little bit to be a better leader. And if you can be a better leader, then potentially that can take you a good, strong step along the road towards fulfilling your purpose making a difference in the world, towards saving you time, towards creating value for your customers and potentially towards your venture becoming a more profitable venture, either in financial or non-financial terms. And you'll have a team of people around you who really want to be with you on your journey. So there you go. It's an increasingly complex world. The leadership of the past won't help you in the world of the future. Like I say, command and control, relying on charisma alone. You've got to be a more complete leader in the modern world. And if you can assess yourself and keep developing yourself on these eight key leadership attributes, then you'll find fulfilling your purpose one step easier and one step closer. So there you go. I hope that's helpful. If you can assess yourself against these eight key leadership attributes, you can decide what you need to work on as a priority. Because there's one thing for certain. In the modern world, in order to be truly successful and to be a truly great leader, you can't rely on the command and control style of leadership from the past. Leaders need to lead by example, and that counts in, in all facets of life. And leaders need to take the lead on their own personal development. Leaders of the future, you can't stand still. You can't say enough is enough. You have to continuously improve. You need to learn more about yourself and others. You need to keep on growing and you need to keep on developing yourself as a leader and stay awake because tomorrow's world will be different again to today's. So if you're going to meet the challenges of a uh, rapidly changing world and fulfill your purpose, then continue in that journey of personal development and becoming a great leader 
and continually becoming a great leader, reinventing yourself every day as a great leader, is what you need to do. And if you can do that, you can continue to keep people with you. You can continue to get their feedback and their input and their best as you and they work together to fulfill the purpose of the organization that you lead. So there you go. Hope that's helpful as a TNT. Be a great leader. Look after your people. Develop those eight leadership attributes or competencies and make the world a better place. Find your purpose and find the key to unlock your best life. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.